generous. Oh, Shoot. baby. Right on time. Damn, it is a loser's lounge. Wah, wah, wah. Dude, I feel terrible. Welcome into the loser's God, lounge. No, no, we don't deserve it. I didn't think we were First ever going to return here. First lounge of the season of the preseason. You know why? Why? My stupid goddamn hat. Why would I wear this into the Nuggets? Yeah. Hallowed ground. Hate yeah, to you say brought it. that. You did it. You brought you that this. in here. I don't feel it good is a nice it. hat, though. Yeah, is that nice. corduroy? It is corduroy. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it does look good. <laughs> if they, there was another, if you were also wearing a corduroy hat, we could rub our heads and make a zip noise. I'll bring mine next time. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're presented by Bet365 today. Never Ordinary is Bet365. We're going to break down this Nuggets loss. Denver falls in the preseason in Chicago, in double overtime. Panic meter. Where are you at? <laughs> 133 to 124. Man, there's a lot to talk about tonight. I do have to say. I'm actually curious to, to find out about. if that's true. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I'm Harrison Wynn, joined by Brendan Vogt. All right, little debate. I'll, I'll pull back the curtain for everyone at home. Uh, none of us really thought Jay, Jay Huff would look great. How bad he would look was up for debate. Uh, someone won that decidedly tonight, bro. <laughs> bro, you don't know how many people in my mentions have been clamoring for me to put Jay Huff into the backup center yeah. conversation. I kept telling people he's not that bad. How, uh, did, Eric, how did it look, though? How Eric, did it look? My bad. <laughs> I can't put him into the conversation after tonight. He's not, out of the conversation. The stonks are down tonight, but... He was a trampoline out there. They was everybody was jumping off of him. They were dunking on him. There it was it was wild. Uh, like, what's happening here? Yeah. I'm also joined by uh, the guy who might have been right about Jay Huff, Eric you know, Weedham. You know when you put like a coat on you haven't worn in a while and you find like a twenty dollar bill. That's how I feel about this Jay Huff revelation. That I, I didn't realize. Like, I didn't make. I didn't know it was going to be my whole thing, but right. now it's my thing. It seemed like a small take at the time. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't know. That's what he looked like in summer league. And I was like, this guy sucks. Anyway, whatever. Uh, he, let's go. he will look great <laughs> in the G League. Also joined by superstar Dev. I thought we were just going to come in here, watch the game, and get out of here. And that's not what happened. We had double overtime. It was wild. I, I could not believe that they wanted to continue to play this game. How about how about Braxton Key hitting the greatest shot of all time to force an overtime that most of the audience could have done without? Hey, that was that was a great play call, though. I will say that. It was, yeah, it was a great I want to get into that, and I could probably get into that on the quick rundown or the fast breakdown. I forget what we call it. Fast breakdown. Brief, <laughs> brief recollection. Yeah. The expedient uh, the, retelling what you remember <laughs> i want to skip through most of the uh, game first four quarters of that <laughs> game the the gist of it is the starters i thought looked pretty good we can talk about nicole Jokic and jamal murray's night the story of the game was at least in my opinion the bench was an abomination for most of this game and we'll get into that for sure but i want to skip ahead to late in the fourth quarter um, the Bulls were up 111-110, um, and the Nuggets had the ball, final possession type of thing, and they drew up a 3-4 Andrew Funk. Uh, that was a miss. But then the Nuggets got the ball back. Yeah, because Funk shot with quite some time left <laughs> yeah. on the clock. <laughs> he left some time on the clock. Nuggets got the ball back after an out-of-bounds review. Drew up a play for Colin Gillespie, who got all the way to the rim. Mm. Maybe some contact there, but he missed the layup. Bulls ball. They go one of two from the line. Nuggets are now down two with .6 seconds left. They have the possession again. David Adelman draws up the play. Nikola Jokic was in the huddle. Looked like he had some input on the play call as well. David Adelman subs in Hunter Tyson, 
who was not in on the previous play. He subs in Hunter Tyson to inbound the ball. He throws a perfect pass, puts it on the money from the sideline, right at the rim for Braxton Key, who tips it in. A lot of people were saying it was Larry Bird-esque. Yeah. <laughs> we go to overtime. That was a hell of a play. Uh, then Hunter Tyson stays in the game for overtime. Poor Armand Franklin, the uh, training camp invite. First OT, nothing really happened. Just defensive stops down the stretch by each team. Second OT, uh, the Nuggets just got outscored 21-12, to and they lose 133-124. to 124. You want to know also why? Not just because I wore this hat. I put money on it into the 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 start of the second overtime. I put money on the Nuggets. <laughs> you did not. No, I'm really glad you did because someone needed you to force an outcome. We, we had to, to force, force the basketball god's hand. I watched yeah. it happen, and he wasn't alone. There was we another, had to force the hand. Another another DMV, you put your money it. in the hands of Jay Huff. He did that for us. I put my money on the hands in the hands of Bet Three Six Five. They now own my money. <laughs> it's theirs. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get to big takeaways. Brendan Vogt, what's your big takeaway? My big takeaway, similar to the headline, but it's a bit more nuanced and couched. I do think even if you're feeling good about the direction that this bench is headed in, it's probably wise to buckle up for a turbulent season. That is not the same as the bench will be the reason why they don't do X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. It's that it reminds me a lot of last year where I think between Christian and now Julian, you can go, okay, maybe they can get to six, seven guys you feel really good about by the end of the year. And that's um, that's great. In the meantime, the predominantly second unit lineups could look really rough again this year, just as they did last year. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I'm bracing myself for. I like the philosophy. I like the players they've added. But I do feel like... I'm just prepared for those non-Jokic minutes to to. There's going to be an Atlanta loss where we lose our minds in the middle oh, of the season, absolutely. you know, and it'll be because of this. So it doesn't does it mean the Nuggets aren't contenders? No, of course not. But am I concerned about the bench? I'd say so. so we've yeah. gained we've gained no perspective, is what I put. Like last year gave us no perspective. Right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the bench matters in the regular season. It doesn't matter as much in the playoffs. Right, you got to get we, six we or seven that. guys you yeah. feel good about, like, and this group can do it. I feel like there was only one takeaway from this game. What's that? Julian Strother, man. He's legit. He did it for not first game, not one game, now two games in a row where he was shooting with confidence. Uh, he was shooting deep threes. Mm-hmm. He was shooting in the same way that we saw in the first game. Like, great form. He, like, Julian Strother's a player. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like, do it once. Like, okay. You're going to declare it right now on this He's podcast, Thursday, October 12th, after a double Julian, OT loss against the Bulls. Julian Strother is a player there you go. in the NBA. There you go. There it is. That's the only takeaway. Everything else was like, man, Andrew Funk is on, on the TV. Yeah, <laughs> you I know? mean, that doesn't I mean, he, he shot, to be honest, really Andrew matter, Funk had some good shots, too. But sure. Julian Strother is a guy, man. I, I'm, sure. I'm feeling it. Adam Morris called him Wancher and on Gomez without a neck. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I agree with both your guys' big takeaways. <laughs> Dream Creation Media. Dude, how is it only me and Dream Creation Media are able to see the truth? That guy, you, Jay Huff, looks guys, awful. He looks 40 you, years old and plays like it. You two people know ball. You two people know Why ball. Why is it only the two of what us? What if Dream Creation Media was Eric's burner? That would be such a... Love I'm the show, o- guys. I'm open. Oh, we love you. I, I agree with both your guys' big takeaways. 
I do think Julian Strother is probably a player, and I do also think we're in for a really turbulent, rough season with the yeah. bench. Although I do think the bench will look a lot different when it's Christian Brown out there, who I think can change the whole totally. dynamic of that group with some staggers with a starter like yep. a Jamal Murray or a Michael Porter or an Aaron Gordon. And you've got Justin Holiday maybe coming off the bench too. But during this game, the only two guys coming off the bench that I trusted were Julian Strother and it would have been Christian Brown too. Exactly. But with that being said, like I trust Julian Strother I right do. now. I trust Already. him. I trust him a hell of a lot more than the other two rookies. I trust him a hell of a lot more than some of the other players penciled into the bench rotation right now. So Circle of I'm trust, with baby. you. I think he most likely is a, pl- a player. Yeah, and even to just stick on that trust part, he's like in that camp of like the Michael Porter Jr. where every shot he takes looks like it's going in. Like yeah. I just feel confident whenever he I'm sets his feet. I'm like, oh, that's in. I'm with you. Like, Dude, as soon as it's in the air, even his, even his misses look perfect. That I'm like, oh, next one, he's just going to adjust just a tad bit and it's going to go in. And he's creating it off the dribble. He's coming off of... Pins. I know that Malone is going to be excited to see how he how creative he could get with um, Strother. But that yeah, that trust is there, especially offensively. Yeah. As you said that, it, it did have me thinking too of the various second units we've seen put together. They haven't really had a two guard that can shoot and space the floor. I mean, there has been Bones and Jamal at the same time, but that mm-hmm. was weird. Um, Julian, I think, is a more of a legit floor spacer catch and shoot threat that yeah. just maybe, hopefully, adds a different dynamic to whatever that five man group ends up being. Um, he, it, like Julian Strother, standing out matters more than that the bench doesn't look great, right? You've got to just you got to get to six or seven guys, right. and he's maybe the seventh. Yeah, do we, like, um, but so it's not these things can be overstated for sure. Well, yeah. The bench wasn't the bench. The bench is going to be Justin Holiday who yeah, played yeah, with the yeah. starters. It's going to be Reggie Jackson, who plays very sparingly. Then P. Watt is going to have a role. Julian Strother probably going to have a role. And then Zeke, who had a you know like a reasonable night defensively. Like he didn't have nearly the night he had the night That's before. That's a little generous, I'd well, say. Well, I mean, listen, like the, the the level of slop in this game is just like. But, but I would, I think that's kind of what I meant. I would just buckle up for that. It's not that this group can't get it done or doesn't have a path. There's just going to be nights where it looks really ugly. Yeah, yeah but like we can't evaluate the bench because we weren't looking at well, it. I mean, that's right. fair. Yeah. Before we go <laughs> too far, Dev, did you have a big takeaway or was it kind of along those lines? Uh, no, it, it happened very long ago. So, I, you know, you forget, but like, <laughs> yeah, around like is, six o'clock in this game Jokic was incredible like and really just different than what we've seen Dude, second best um, player in the him. world yeah, second best player in the world had At a least. monster uh you know first half like where he scores 17 points he usually yeah. comes into these seasons or in just especially preseason where um he's doing what the internet's saying where he doesn't take it seriously but to go for 17 points to just dominate in every single uh, facet. And this is the first time that I, I I think he played well in the first game, but this mm-hmm. one's like, okay, I'm going to make it a point to score every single time down. Um, so it's just great to see him come into the year like a little bit more serious. Um, so I'm excited for the, for the year. Yeah, let's stay on that, and then we'll get back to the bench a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I need to separate myself let's from sit, the let's second Let's spend some time here. in the sun, yeah. I love that point, Dev, because I wanted to get to it. Nikola Jokic, 17 points tonight. He only plays the first half, played 18 minutes, eight of 10 shooting, one of two from three, six rebounds, four assists, two steals, one block. He was a plus five. Uh, He has now attempted 21 shots. Let's go across his first two preseason games. 
And if you remember last preseason, he attempted zero. a total of three shots. Oh, I thought it was zero. Over his first two preseason games. One against the Thunder in the first game, two against, I forget who they played in the second game, but he attempted three and then five against the Warriors, eight total in three preseason games. He's already attempted 21 so far in the preseason. I mean, what do we take from this? I think that the, there's a perfect recipe for him to start the year being a monster. Um, he's number two in the world, for one. He gets to start out the year against Nurkic, who there's you know a history there, and yeah, he also takes those games the series. And then you get to go in Chicago, where he really enjoys playing. Right. So like it starts it out with like there's momentum on the year where you don't fall fall back or you don't start off sluggish like we've been seeing. So mm-hmm. what does it look like if Jokic comes into the season? aggressive and in shape and ready to just really take over. The, I think it was just a perfect well, recipe. Maybe two of three on that one. I don't know about the in shape. But uh, <laughs> he was coaching. Did you see that? Like he yeah. was like he oh, was he in it. Jokic was so this is the this is the largest point that we were hinting at in the pregame show um, is that like we know this to be true and everyone should know this to be true. Like Jokic is very interested in playing basketball. He loves basketball. Like yes. he is Super engaged, he is like he can't shut his brain off from the game of basketball. He's just not remotely interested in the nonsense that the NBA wants him to be interested in. Yeah, and so like now we're getting these weird. It's the same thing. Like as Bronco fans, we were like, man, Patrick Mahomes just kills us every time. Like we should attack his wife. Like we can't go after. You guys say that. <laughs> Do you mean yeah. on Twitter, right? I'm, not physically, like, but okay, I'm saying that's like important Jokic is such a perfect basketball player that you have to find fault because you can't you like when LeBron, like you have to be like LeBron James, like he makes bad movies or something. Like when he's at when he's at his best, <laughs> no, I mean, you find, he might be accurate, but yeah. you find some reason to try to discredit him as a person because you can't do it on the basketball court, and right. like that's what we're in the season of is like particularly Lakers fans trying to find any angle they can to be like, yeah, I mean, what he doesn't even care. Like this, what do you guys care for? It's embarrassing. And it's like, no brother, the way you look at basketball is embarrassing. Yeah. You don't understand what this is. And you've turned it into this terrible machine that you're trying to feed all the time. And like trying to get us to get on board and Jokic won't do it. I love him for it. Mm-hmm. I loved the pep in his step in Chicago, which I did call in the pregame fellas. A lot of Serbians in the crowd. <laughs> it was good to see not that it's ever in doubt. The Rocky might be flowing right now. <laughs> but all you're really looking for Yoke from, from Yoke in the preseason is Go like Quince. a five minute stretch where he decided it was time to win and then he won. And man, did for, for his minutes tonight, that happened. Um, obviously, the Nuggets lost, but Jokic is so far past. Honestly, the big Jokic check in this time of year is. Uh, Oh, he's still alive, and he came back to Denver. Yeah, dude, sweet. Is he here? Yeah, okay, he is? cool, dope. But it yeah. was it was cool to see him playing well. I, I like the way, I you know the starters have looked good in the preseason. Yeah, but it was it was fun to see it, that little stretch to close the second half when he was just like, oh, I want this now. You know, like, oh yeah. yeah, you're like that's what we're doing here. You know, yeah. it's all about this guy. I mean, it's just the aggressiveness though, and especially just the aggressiveness looking for his shot isn't something that we usually see this time of year. No, when it comes to him. And that to me is just kind of the biggest point here, like the biggest observation. And it's just more momentum coming from training camp, coming from practices where, you know, we observe Jokic being enthused about the season starting and just being ready to go and being 
from what I can tell, excited about this year and getting back to the grind and being back around his guys and just he's in it, man. And Dude. I just genuinely get a sense that he's excited for the season. He's ready to go. And I just think that's backed up by him shooting 21 times in two preseason games. Yeah. Like, in our, all of our respective sports we've played, like when you were at your zenith, the best you ever were, like you want to keep, you want to play, like it's probably fun for him to go out there and just like knock it down without yeah. hitting mm -hmm. any part of the yep. 20. It's like fun to get out and like just be dominant, yeah. like do whatever you want out there. Like I, I agree. I agree with that. And that's why it was cool to see him because that's what that stretch looked like. It's like, oh, yeah, these guys can't these guys can't stop me. Yeah. Dev, do you think Jokic is coming into this season more aggressive than, than he's been in years past? Absolutely. Like he's he's shooting the basketball like that was really the only difference is like, does he care? Um, is he does he want to be a leader? Like those are the things that that was a knock on him before and in the defense. Mm -hmm. And right now, I mean, he's playing well defensively. He um, is now coaching on the sideline and, and, you know, really caring. And then also he's, like, being aggressive offensively. So, like, if you go into the year like this, really he doesn't have to go through, the, like, the, the, the rules of the season or just waiting to see if he's going to turn it on or when he turns it on. If he yeah. already starts out like that, then you're just ready to go. And there's no distractions, you know, for Jokic that everyone else has to go through. He's just ready to play ball. Right. I just think you should be, as a Nuggets fan, really excited about just how aggressive and kind of in the zone Jokic looks early on. And arguably, Dev was kind of hit on it there with leadership. And I, I think it was Marcel in the chat leading by example. Arguably, Jokic's real utility here is if he do approaches it as he has so far, it's better for everyone else, yeah. particularly the young guys. Um, that that. Uh, that cut for for Julian Strother, the give and go with Jokic, or maybe mm -hmm. it was just a back cut. I don't remember, but that's like that's it's good for him to get that, you know, and see that and lead by example, right? I do think, while I agree with the point D line made, and Jokic loves basketball, and I don't think any of it's bad for the NBA. However, he chooses to present himself, I think it's good for his teammates when he chooses to treat these things like they're not beneath him. And so far, he has, and I, I've enjoyed it because we all want to see Jokic ball. That's yeah, that's the point. If he treated it like it was beneath him with his teammates that's one thing right right if he treats the stuff that is so far beneath him the circus like it's beneath him good right i get, I get that great I get that. but i do think that there's some i do think that there you know it doesn't hurt to show your guys that you're in it no that, that's the point yeah, yeah, by yeah. Example. like and in coaching, a game like that's what he's fine doing super excited jumps off the bench cheering yeah. with everybody when they hit the i mean like he's in it like yeah. We got, we got, I love He's that. definitely pleasing the basketball gods right now. I love that, Jokic. I'm Let's a hit a break. That good, huh? Such a fan, um, we got bro. a lot more to get to from this game. We'll talk about the rest of the starters. We'll talk about the bench as well. Maybe who we actually trust, who's in the circle of trust <laughs> on the second unit right now. That could be a short conversation. <laughs> we'll get to all that in a minute. <laughs> This is so fun. I love doing this get with you guys. <laughs> One thing we all did together is we went to Primo Hoagies. Hoagies. With locations in both Denver and Centennial. Uh, Primo Hoagies is a real kind of like East Coast style hoagie joint. Made me feel nostalgic for home. We all went. We enjoyed it. Cold subs, hot subs, great appetizers and stuff in the fridge there. Um, this is a, if you're from where I'm from, Primo Hoagies, you'll feel right at home. Use code DNBR for $2 off Primo size Hoagies. And by the way, if you're from Denver, make yourself at home at Primo Hoagies. Again, two Colorado locations, Denver and Centennial. Use code DNVR for $2 off a Primo size Hoagie when ordering online. Yeah. 
And at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. See for yourself when you sign up today and you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. Uh, We also have DNVR custom bets. If you log on to the Bet365 app, you will see actual specific bets with the DNVR logo right next to it, with Nux, the DNVR mascot right there. Next to specific bets that we've come up with for you guys to bet on. And I think we're going to have a bunch for Nugget season as well coming up. So that should be really cool. You can see those right when you log on to Bet365. So um, go to Bet365.com to sign up. Keep an eye out each week for new bets on Bet365.com. Ride with DNVR and place your bets using code DNVR365 at sign up. Must be 21 plus and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're curious what not betting responsibly is, is betting at the start of the second overtime for the Nuggets. That was... Third might, streamers what, in. What was that number again? That might, <laughs> out of all the bets we've made over the last four years on this show uh, during Nuggets games, <laughs> that might be the worst bet of all well, time. Well, you say that now. I mean, like, come on. Really, who was the best player on the floor at the time? J- that that J- is J- a Hoff. terrible bet, D-Line. <laughs> Sorry, man. That people, is god that, awful. That, was, that bet was for the people. D-Line knew I, if he placed that bet, actually, the Bulls would win. No, we talked about yeah. it. Like we, I was trying to stoke the gods into making something happen. They, they were like... They were watching the Broncos. You know what I mean? They were like letting it on, go on an autopilot. I had to make it happen. I did that for you. Um, let's run down the rest of the starters who here before we get to the bench. Jamal Murray played in this game. He was questionable coming in with hamstring soreness. Was a game time decision, but did play 18 minutes. Six points, three of six shooting, 0 of two from three. Still hasn't found that three ball in the preseason so far. But he did have five assists and three steals. And my yeah. my takeaway from Jamal's night is that uh, his ascension as a passer is still going. Um, I thought he had a lot of nice passes today. Obviously, the five assists he had a he had a uh, behind the back bounce pass to Jokic yep. in the paint on a pick and roll. He had another wraparound in the lane. I loved his passing tonight. That was probably my biggest takeaway from his game. Love that breakdown. I agree, and I think. You know, if this were a presser and we said it, Jamal would be like, you guys know I do this. But the the pass, he seems more willing than ever to pass to me after that that 16 and four run. Mm-hmm. Because it's seen, and I'm it's putting, this is just my guess and projection, but it seems to me like maybe something clicked for Jamal where one of the ways where he can just be better and dominate is through that, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be 40 points. Um, and this ascension has been coming for a long time, but I think we've hit the peak I say all that to say, if this is just going to be how he approaches games, it's going to be a real treat to watch this season, fellas. Because I, what a treat. I, I just, I love the way he's running the point guard position, and yeah. that matters to me more than whatever he shot from three right now. Uh, I really like Jamal the way he's playing. Yeah, right he now. looks just like, uh, like at his most loose self right now. Um, yeah, yeah like not, not point, much, though. you know, expectation. You've already up like accomplish what you wanted and improve what you wanted. And also right now it's fun. Like he seems like he's having fun with it. And you already know when the like the lights you really turn on, he's the one of the most competitive, you know, mm-hmm. guys there are. So for him to come in and just feel like he doesn't have to prove anything right now, I know that that's just, you know, weight off of his shoulders. Um and he's gonna be ready to go. But for him to have that willingness to just pass the ball right now and just to get everybody else involved. Like he had a turnover today um where he threw the he was trying to throw it to uh, Tyson 
Peyton Watson came and gave the most unathletic, you know, dunk attempt. Um, and it, it was a, a turnover. It was too. a turnover on him, and he just laughed it off. And you know, usually he's pissed, you know, in those type of you know situations. And in the season, I know he's going to correct him and, and just try to get it together. But right now, he's just he's just loose, and mm-hmm. I think that that just feels good. Any takeaways from Jamal I like tonight? That. I mean, I kind of like what you guys are saying. It's like he is, he's just kind of like, he's serious. He's not serious. It's like, it seems like he's in a good mindset. Yeah. Like, it, you know, I mean, you can't take too much other than, um, for both Jokic and Jamal, they, they just kind of seem like they are at the right place at this stage in the process. Like, they're not, I mean, like you, you would expect it. They're the reigning champs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, not, I mean, no. Not really, but it's just like let's, let's can we just play real basketball? I mean, yeah. We well, we've through? got three more preseason games <laughs> to get through. Uh, the other starters: KCP, seven points. He made his only three point attempt. His shot looks really good right now. Justin Holiday got the start again for Michael Porter Jr., who was out again with that ankle sprain, and he shot two of four from three. So I think that was solid for him. And then Aaron Gordon played tonight, 18 minutes, six points, three assists. He had a great touch pass. I think that was to Nicola down low. Kind of caught him off guard almost. Early on. And um, I don't know. I just think Aaron Gordon looks like he's going to have a monster season. Monster. The, The year of Aaron Gordon? I Let's wouldn't. Call it. I wouldn't say that. It's going to be the year of every single <laughs> <laughs> every nugget is good. Uh, but no, really, with the, with the KCP, that's the one that's like standing out for me right mm, now. Like, good call. He's just shooting the piss out of the ball. Like, it just looks so confident. Like, he he knocking down everything. Yeah, I think that he's going to shoot at a very high clip this year. Um, and again. When you win championships, I just think that it comes easier for it. Like, he's not trying to prove himself. He doesn't have to go all out on defense now. Um, He's just like, hey, I'm going to knock down the shots when they come to me. Some nights I'm going to have it. Some nights I'm not. Um, And then with him and Aaron Gordon and Justin Holiday, you just kind of know what what you're getting. So it's just steady. Mm -hmm. They they don't have to step out, you know, more than what they're supposed to give. They're they're not just doing anything extra. It's just steady. The record for three-point percentage in a single season is 54%. 53 point six percent. Who? Kyle Corver. How many attempts on that? 2010. Yeah, there has to be a minimum one. But I mean, yeah, that four. He's probably getting like four up on that. Right? Yeah. yeah, um, like that obviously hit the minimum, but I don't know how many attempts. KCP shot 46 percent from three last year. I think he looks automatic right now. I love that you shot shouted him out because I think he's almost the easiest part to overlook. You pencil him in for what he does. Yeah, and you expect him to do it, but. Corver only attempted two threes a game. What? That season. No kidding. Hmm. He's got the record, though. Well, that's how he got that percentage. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I, I agree with Dev. Yeah, I have a hard time. Like, I can't even, I, I, to be honest, I like, barely watched the starters. There's, you know, I, I you just, were betting on Jay Huff. No, I was, I was just watching Jokic and yeah. I was looking at, you know, like, what are the Bulls going to do? Like, I don't. I'm just so nervous for CHGO. <laughs> like they, they, you're watching Dale and Terry, and you're like, Dale and oh, Terry brother. is so bad. <laughs> I, I think really I'm telling though, you, like all I do is look at how players move, and it serves me every time. Who who do you like uh, on the Bulls? Who who moves well? Who who moves well on the Bulls? Zach Levine moves really well. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, he's honestly the only one. <laughs> Damn, they have one good player. 
They only have who's one good fellow, player. Who's the fellow that dunked at the end of that game? Oh, he moved well. Uh, he moved pretty well. I was Quentin Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I had to look him up because I did not know who he was. Those yeah, dunks was, were insane. He was yeah. moving well then. Yeah. Um, Justin Holiday. I mentioned him briefly, but he got the start again. I can't decide if he looks competent because he's playing alongside the starters. I think it's that. I think it's that. Or yeah. he looks competent because he's actually competent. I'm leaning towards the fact that he's just playing alongside the starters. I don't think he is going to magically elevate the bench, although I think he's more solid than some of the guys Nuggets are playing off the bench right now. Is that what you guys are thinking with Justin Holiday? Yeah, like... Uh... He looks confident. He looks like a vet. He looks yeah. like a vet in this in uh, the preseason, which is as we all know, it's for the rookies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to see him with that second unit. Just I because am too. There's going to be like more expectation for him to perform and and not just fit in. It's easy to fit mm. in when you're mm. with Jokic, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon. Like they already know how to play. You have their core already. Um, so I, I want to see him when he has to put the ball in the basket, when he has to actually knock down shots that are given his way because there's not going to be, um, you know, much room for error. So um, I'm ready for that to hurry up. Yeah. Well, let's hit another break. Uh, we'll get to the second unit on the other side and then maybe, maybe play a little stock report or oh. stonk report. <laughs> uh, I'm ready for this. Run up and down the entire roster, <laughs> even... G League guys, for you. I, I actually don't know how that game just finished up, so this could age poorly. Stonks are generally low on the Broncos right now. Yeah, they lost. Okay, they cool. Lost, yeah. Yep. All right. Keep this ad. Did game. you really not don't know how they, that they, game was gonna end? I just, Broncos covered, dude. They yeah. lost by nine. It's because Patrick that Mahomes was not playing in that game. Oh, they did lose by eleven. I thought they lost by eight. Oh, they lost by eleven. Yeah, they you, not you probably lost that bet too. I didn't bet. No, listen, I'm listen. I I'm so far out of this. Well, the stocks are up for Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, you know we love our Breck beers at the NVR, and we know Breck Breck Brew has grown such a big company now. But come on, they're still Colorado. They're, they're, they're some of the best of Colorado, right? Check out the Broncos Country Pale Ale, the Avalanche Amber Ale, the Mile High City Gabalaga, the Broncos Country Pale Ale, Fun Slinger, and the Good Company Hard Seltzer. So many options, so many delicious ways to enjoy Breckenridge Brewery. And, uh, and they fit, you know, any theme, any mood you're in, any day of the week. So long as you're a Denver sports fan, uh, you're going to have a beer for it thanks to Breckenridge Brewery. Check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. Also, make sure to check out FOCO, the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. They've got a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. What's really cool about FOCO is they are officially licensed with all the teams, all the leagues. So this is legit stuff. They have great bobbleheads. They've got great merchandise and little accessories, too. Uh, they got stuff that makes for really, really good gifts coming up on the holiday season here in a few months. Uh, a lot of our set decorations here at DNVR are from FOCO. They've donated a few awesome pieces as well. So make sure to show these guys some love. Maybe you're looking uh, for a gift for somebody that's a sports fan. Check out FOCO. FOCO always has our back for Colorado sports and they have yours to get you the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code DNVR for 10% off. That's with FOCO, F-O-C-O. Use the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code DNVR for 10% off. What? Chat. Chat cracking me up. I love the chat. 
But uh, uh, Funko, chat. by the way, making a little bit of like uh, a little like real life viral noise with these uh, uh, overalls. Oh yeah, I saw those. The, everyone is like they're everywhere. These you see them. You see those team team oriented uh, overalls out there. That's Foco. That's yeah. Foco. They're cool. They're very cool. Yeah, I like Foco. Great brand. I want some overalls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back here on the DNVR Nuggets post game lounge, presented by Bet Three Six Five. Never ordinary. Why is so Bet Three Six Five. Let's move on to the bench, uh. which I think is the big takeaway from tonight. I felt like it was a relatively positive night for the bench in game one. This, though, felt like a real negative night. And the disclaimer is that the Nuggets played a five-man bench tonight. They played a five-man bench in game one. I would be very surprised if they played a five-man bench in the regular season. They'll have a starter or two staggering with that group, most likely Jamal Murray, I'd say. But tonight, the bench was Reggie Jackson, Julian Strother, Zeke Naji at the five, um, Hunter Tyson, and Peyton Watson. 30 minutes for Hunter Tyson in this game. Well, he played the entire two overtimes after he made that pass. I, t- I told you, man. <laughs> Malone's like, who plays hard? Hunter. He's, yeah. he's going to forget how many minutes Hunter has played. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a disclaimer. The bench looked really bad, partly because it was just a five-man bench unit out there against a Bulls bench that actually had some talent like Alex Crusoe was playing against the bench a lot. Peyton Watson was matched up with DeMar DeRozan at times. Andre Drummond, who's one of the better backup centers in the league made his presence felt Torrey Craig was out there. So the Nuggets bench, which is really young was playing against a bunch of veteran dudes and that probably contributed to it as well. Um, But I want to start with Zeke Naji. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I felt like Zeke Naji played a really nice game in the opener. Mm-hmm. But tonight he was matched up against Andre Drummond, and it did not go well for him, man. Um, Andre Drummond <laughs> looked like a Hall of Famer <laughs> out there tonight. Uh, he had 13 rebounds in 14 minutes. I think he had 10 rebounds in the first half. Were those all 14 of Zeke's minutes? <laughs> no, they they weren't. Okay. Actually, some were against Jokic and the starters. Uh, but he had nine offensive rebounds tonight. And that is a big concern with the bench rebounding. If you're playing Zeke Naji next to Peyton Watson at the four, and, and we'll get to P Watt too, but rebounding is going to be a concern. Interior defense is going to be a concern. Like that was the biggest takeaway for me watching the bench. Andre Drummond looked like a monster and Zeke Naji just looked pretty small. Well, listen, like, Andre Drummond specifically is a guy you would not put Zeke Naji. He would, so you would true. put DeAndre Jordan in. Well, why like, didn't they? Because it's they're not playing matchups okay. tonight. They're okay. just like they're giving Zeke like Zeke Naji is a smaller center. Yeah, Andre Drummond is a monster. Um, Zeke Naji had like he disrupted Pat. He had like three or four steals. He had when he was when he wasn't matched up against a physically dominant guy on him. Like you know, I you watched all this with a grain of salt. But there were there were positives. I mean, he wasn't nearly as effective as he was last game offensively, but he was like he was kind of getting in the way. He was fighting for rebounds. He wasn't getting a lot of them. I, I understand. <laughs> he was, he was certainly Listen, I, I, I understand, but I'm just saying, like, I it, for me it wasn't all negative for him. I, I just see for Zeke Naji the like what the Nuggets need from him, and they need him to play hard more often. They need him to be disruptive. And he was those two things. For big portions, but yes, he got dominated by Andre Drummond, yeah. which he would never be matched up with. 
I think the size and the rebounding is a real issue that you can project from preseason. It's a real takeaway for me. And it's, I, I just, because part of their identity is getting those stops, but then rebounding and running. And man, if you're not rebounding, that's going to put a real dent in that game plan. It does make me think about one of your propositions from earlier in the offseason. Maybe a Michael Porter Jr. stagger helps a lot in that way. He can rebound. He can be big. Um, but look, if you're going to go with Zeke Naji, he's got to rebound better than he did in this game. And yes, it's a brutal matchup. You guys are 100% right. And it's not. It's just you got to buckle up for that being a possibility of Zeke's on the floor instead of DeAndre this season. He had two rebounds in 14 minutes. And he had five fouls. He, j- he just wasn't great. And it's you could come up with a long list of reasons why maybe it's not fair to Zeke. Mm-hmm. It's not a great matchup. But this is plan A, or at least plan 1B. Yeah, the Nuggets want Zeke Nash to be the backup center. work out. And I think it's okay to point out that in this game, for all the things we were encouraged about last time, this was the other foot dropping for sure. Yeah, I feel like Zeke has had one good game, one bad game. Yeah. I wish that, uh, I really wish that there would have been like a, a longer court for the backup unit. Um, just to see how they tried to come, like overcome adversity in this game because they were not playing well. Um, the Bulls also had their starters out there for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, and then it was the second unit. And you knew that the second unit was going to come in, so I, I just wish that they would have you know, let Pickett play longer in these type of situations or just the backup because they are going to be playing a lot of times, and you get to see that. Um, but on the, on the flip side with Zeke Naji um, in particular, I know that a big part of him is like, how do I play more minutes? How do I get on the court more? Um, so while you would typically go with DeAndre Jordan, I know that the idea is that you're supposed to be the backup center. So let's see how you are against a real backup right, center. Right. Um, a guy that is, you know, a lot bigger than you and stronger than you. And this is what you've been working on. You know, you've been you've changed your whole physique to get bigger so that you could defend these type of guys. Let's go see how you play against them. And he lost in that, you know, in that regard. So you don't want to have to rely on a DeAndre Jordan in those type of situations. There's not many. There's not many Andre Drummond type players, but that is, uh, you know, where Denver will struggle is against those very, very big guys. So like Zeke, can you go do it? And tonight he proved that he could. Yeah, they won't. He won't. They won't put him in for that. Like they won't. you know, like that just won't happen <laughs> because it he would happen get, tonight. Well, I, I, but I mean, <laughs> I know, but I just, I mean, I, I also just, just to pull the curtain back, Andrew Funk also won't get minutes in, in the rest okay. of the season. Well, I know talking, it did happen well, tonight. What's in the real rotation? <laughs> well, we're talking about the first three quarters when they played like actual right. rotation, which, which gets me back to how I wanted, I think we wanted to frame our concerns about the struggles, which is, yeah, you get to the playoffs. It's probably AG again, right? Playing back up five. Of course. And Yoke plays yeah. 40 minutes. That, it's that's, a regular season that's thing. That's fine. But this is what I mean. It reminds me already a lot of last year in terms of what I'm buckling up for for the regular season bench. And there's just going to be nights where either A, Zeke's a bad matchup, or B, they're going with DeAndre Jordan, which as much as we love him, feels suboptimal. So that's why I think it's okay to point out, like, yeah, there are some question marks on this bench we're not feeling great about. Having said that, Christian Brown would help a lot, even in the rebounding department, yes. perhaps especially so. Yes. Another guy on the bench tonight who I did not think had a great game was Peyton Watson. Yeah. What did you guys think of P. Watts tonight? Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Peyton Watson tonight looked the opposite of he, how he looked last game. Like, we praised him, at least I did the day after, for playing with poise and playing uh, – in a way that like having like predatory type movement, like he was, he was getting blown by a lot and then doing that thing where he trails to try and pick up a block after the fact, um, which 
wasn't proving very successful. Like if Pewat's not playing great defensively, then you kind of have to buckle up. Like, oh my mm-hmm. god, like what else, what are we gonna get? He was, you know, like running the uh, in the fast break, running the floor. Like he was not. There was a, a time where Jamal, he and uh, who else was it? Hunter it Tyson. Was, it was. Pewat and Hunter Tyson running together yes, and, and Jamal through the alley. And Pewat made a weird move. Like he was going to go to the corner, but then he went into the basket. And then yeah, it was yeah. a confusion because the alley oop was supposed to go to Hunter Tyson. Mm-hmm. And anyway, just a lot of like indecision and not playing the way that we had praised it for him or praised him for the previous game. So it was a little concerning. Like he didn't look like a guy that stood out in a game where you would hope he would stand out. Yeah, when it goes to stand out, like when when Pey- Peyton Watson got drafted, what was the, the biggest thing for him? Why did he get drafted? Defense. Defense. Defense We're not seeing potential. those type of things. Like when you say that he had a bad game, it's all offensively or it's like, you know, decision making and it's all offense. That's your mindset. But it should be like, how do you stand out defensively? How do you step up and just lock somebody down or give somebody a hard time? Like he's not harassing guys. The entire time where, um, you know, that's where you're going to make your stamp because there's never going to be a game that you're relying on Piwat to be the offensive guy, you know. So, yeah. like, h- how do you earn minutes? And it's going to be being a lockdown guy, being a guy that can, um, you know, force a few turnovers and things like that. And we we have been seeing those highlight plays, like the chase down blocks and stuff like that. You need to see more of that where it's the hustle. Like in this game, I didn't feel like he was working harder than everyone else or he was forcing guys to go, you know, something that they don't want to go to. So you you want him to just pop in the defensive ways and then just to just own that. That's what he has to do. Yeah. What do you think of Pewat tonight? I mean, you said the word raw last show, and I think it's just really apt, you know, in both ways, good and bad. Right. Like all of it. You see the raw potential in the athleticism. There was that one transition play where uh it was almost just a beautiful, beautiful drive to the basket. Like he picked it up at a weird time, but he had these, those insanely long strides, mm-hmm. and he kind of he smoked the layup. But at the same time, that was a glimpse of sort of what he provides on this roster that few, if anyone else, does, that length and athleticism. I just think we have to... We've all been very excited about Peyton Watson with good reason, and I know members of the front office with good reason are too. But there's, I do think... It's probably best to reframe it and reset the expectations. He's 21. There, even if he has a good season, he'll have some nights that look like this. And we just got to be prepared for that, I think. Um, he is still learning how to play basketball, when to call his own number, when to push, when not to. And, and, and so we just have to be ready for this, I think. Yeah. I like that point because he is 21. He's the youngest player on the team, and he looks like the youngest player on the team. Like, he looks the least like the least experienced guy out there. Correct. Yep. Because he is. Because I mean, he is. He's probably just played the least amount of basketball out of out of all these guys in the last, you know, several years, just mm-hmm. from his one year at UCLA to the G League last year and not playing really for the Nuggets. And and that's kind of what he looks like. I thought he did have a couple nice defensive plays tonight. I mean he did have two blocks. Mm-hmm. He had a couple moments but offensively is where I was like, man, what is going on tonight? I mean, he had five turnovers in 21 minutes. Yeah. Like, that's tough to do. It's not great. And I felt like a lot of them just came from him trying to do too much. Yep. Trying to be a playmaker. Trying to be the guy. Trying to be the playmaker. And that's not who he is right now. And I just look at him as a, a guy who's trying to figure out the type of player that he is. And 
that's probably going to take the whole season for him to find out. Right, right. Um, he shot two of five. The five turnovers, like I mentioned, he's minus 15. I mean, the bench just was not good when he was in. Um, he's just not, you know, a good enough offensive player to try to, like, take over games like he tried to at times tonight. I think he might be able to become that guy, but not right now. And um, it, it was just a rough one from him tonight. And look, coming into the preseason, man, I was thinking about saying Peyton Watson is a lock to be in the rotation at the start of the year. I don't think we can say that anymore because I don't know if right now on a team that's trying to win another championship and yeah, it's the regular season and yeah, every game isn't do or die, but I don't know if he's a guy who you can 100% trust with minutes right now. I think you're right. And I think it might have, it's probably contingent upon how Malone really wants to approach this. We've yeah. already heard him reflect on the balance between they know home court is important, but they also recognize part of this year has to be about getting those guys ready and so, like, if he's coaching like he has in the past to win every game, I think you go. I think you go to Justin Holiday right now. I think he does. Yeah. Does he want Peyton to be at that place at the end of the year? You're going to have to deal with the growing pains. So it's it's tough to say. What I think is good about both games is that he tried really hard. He wanted it. I think the way that manifested in Game One was let me make these defensive plays. And I think tonight it was a little more of like, yeah, I can put the ball on the floor here. And that yeah. that's not where he needs to like force it, you know? So a learning lesson for him. These are all going to be learning lessons for him. I don't think he's a lock, though. Yeah. He's got the potential. He's, he's got the the ability. It's just about putting it all together. And, you know, he's the youngest player on the roster. So maybe it, maybe it takes moment. a little longer than we might have thought. Uh, let's hit a final break. Maybe on the other side, we could do a little stonk report. Oh, man. For the bench, Woo. for some starters. Talk about Reggie Jackson a little bit. I can't. Haven't gotten to him tonight Goddamn wait. <laughs> we'll get to that on the other side. Eric, if you'd like to do this first, Kind Love is excited to be an official partner of DNVR and support another local brand. We're excited to be partnered with another local brand. And it's more than a partnership, as you can see in that sweet graphic down there. These pre-roll packs that come in both the Indica and Sativa strain varieties you buy my kind love, you're going to get the Immaculate Vibes collection. And that's uh, that's us, as you can tell by Nux <laughs> plastered. Right. How cool is this? We have our own joint packs that we named Immaculate Vibes. Oh, yeah, I we lived in a world where the vibes are immaculate. Look at how this There was really snowballs. only one thing we could have named it. Yeah, no. People were like, oh, we should call it like Mile Heart. I was like, no. <laughs> Calling it Immaculate Vibes. I'm putting Knox on the front. Yeah. I, I sent that ad to my dad, and he's like, not as proud of you as this one as you might think. <laughs> uh, just kidding. He, he doesn't. He's never proud of me. But listen, when you go to Kind Love and you use code DNVR, you'll get 25% off any pre-sale purchase. So not just with these Immaculate Vibes packs, but any pre-sale purchases. I can tell you I have tried... Uh, yep, just about all of them, and they're great. <laughs> there you go. I mean, no better endorsement than that. Um, are we good? All right, we're back. Uh, back here, DNVR Nuggets post game lounge, represented by Bet365, never ordinary. I want to get to a couple more guys on the bench here, uh, before we end this one. Reggie Jackson was also in the rotation tonight. Uh, Hunter Tyson was in the rotation tonight as well. And Julian Strother, who we talked about off the top, 
um, who had his second consecutive strong game. He looks like a player to all of us. What do we think of Reggie Jackson's night tonight? <laughs> Anything stand out to you guys? Made a couple shots, made a couple bad passes. Like it's just <laughs> like the Reggie Jackson preseason experience. Like it yeah. really just it was a step and co- a copy and paste from the last game. Like <laughs> kind of true. You know, it's he, like he hit three threes. One of them was a half quarter, and the other was a goal ten that definitely <laughs> wasn't going in. Um, <laughs> no, no turnovers that the Bulls got called time, for. At least, I mean, he definitely does, didn't look like a backup point guard. Like you don't see him running the offense or getting guys set and stuff, especially for him to be a vet. So that, I mean, it's gonna poke his head out eventually. Like right now, he made some shots, so it didn't look that bad. But yeah, didn't have any again, turnovers tonight. Yeah, but he's positive. not setting the tone. He's not, you know, getting those guys. And those are young guys, so it's it's on somebody to be able to just bring them in and just calm them down when things are going bad. Like it went bad when they were on the court, the backup units. And I'm not saying it's him, but like, who's gonna like calm them down? Who's gonna get them ready? And it, it's just not him right now. Interestingly enough, he logged the. F- fewest minutes of anyone who really played tonight. DeAndre came in uh, behind him, I think. But yeah, I, I'm with you, man. It's, the shot making is cool, but it's not. I know that he can hit those shots sometimes. It mm-hmm. doesn't really alleviate my concerns. You'd love to see him come out and just string a couple great point guard performances together. And that's really where the growth s- seems like it matters. Having said that, you know, it's better for him to hit these shots than not. Three or four tonight, no turnovers. Step in the right direction, but I'm with you guys that I don't really want to see Reggie a shot maker. I want to see Reggie the point guard right now. Yeah. Hunter Tyson shot 4-13 from the field, 2 of 8 from 3. He was in there with that bench unit as well. Uh, he's now shooting 4-19 through two preseason games. Quite a bit different than Summer League. Um, his best play of the night was... The pass with 0.6 seconds left that led to Braxton Keys tipping the force OT. What are we thinking with Hunter Tyson? Right it's not now? ready. It's not ready yet. Like he looked his best when all of this when we were at the the deepest depths of the bench, and he mm-hmm. was like kind of the guy a little mm-hmm. bit on the mm-hmm. on the floor. He looked more confident. He was hitting a couple shots. Uh, he looked a little bit more like what we saw in, in summer league, but he's not ready yet. He's just not like he doesn't have the right mentality. Yeah, I did. I said this last game, and the bright the lights look a little too bright for him. That's right what I now. mean. Like he doesn't. He's not confident. He's not like the preseason I'm actually, lights. I'm like I'm surprised. I'm really am surprised. Yeah. Like I I thought he plays with he played with such poise that it would be a, an immediate because uh, because he is older. You know, he like played uh, all four years right at uh, five at, at Auburn. Clemson. Clemson. Clemson, Clemson, Clemson. Yeah, five years. Um, Same thing, right? I, yeah. the, the South. It's I mean, close. whatever. Like, whatever. The Monroe. I don't know where any of these things are. Monroe is in North Carolina. I don't know where anything is, and I don't care. But <laughs> I thought that he would be a little bit more ready. Like, uh, and he doesn't seem that way yeah. at this moment. I don't know. We'll see. I love that they uh, like played him through like his rough times. Like he really got mm-hmm. an opportunity to like work through it um, the entire time. But that like the things that you want to see is there. So we just talked about like Reggie not being the backup point guard and running like you know operation, Peyton Watson not being the defense and and knowing that. 
what we did see in, in, in Hunter Tyson was he played hard the entire time. He gets five offensive rebounds. Um, he overcame some adversity. Um, he could have hung his, you know, head, but he gets he checks himself back in and, um, and makes that pass and then just, you know, continues to play hard. Um, I also think that it's great that he just doesn't just figure it out as soon as he gets to the NBA. Like, mm -hmm. you have to go through, <laughs> um, you know, like the ups and downs. You have to – you can't just go straight into the rotation and like, oh, we, we found a gym and everything's perfect. Like, no, you have to work. You yeah. have to work hard. You have to go into the G League. You have to, um, you know, be a guy that has to um, go through the tough times. And is he going to go through it? I think so. And then Malone's going to put him through it. So um, this is this is what you should expect from a rookie. That's mm -hmm. what he is, a rookie. Except for Julian Strother, who's the greatest player I of all know, time. I, looked, I really like it's that. It's coming. It's coming. I, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> I really like that point, Devin. To that point. Hunter's approach tonight through three quarters tacked and through seven quarters. If you count game one, it's not hitting anything. It's not looking good, but yeah, he finishes with five offensive rebounds. Like you said, four wow. assists, three steals and a block. Love and that. That's going to be his path to, and I'm not, I don't think he's ready right now, mm -hmm. but whenever he gets on the floor, it is a kind of Christian Brown Faku thing of just in terms of endearing yourself to Malone. Like he goes, he plays hard. He's not going to quit because he missed some shots. So that's a good trait. I think he's got a little bit of a tweener thing going on in a not great way. Like, I don't, mm. I'm not sure quite. It, does he have a position? Does he have a position? You know what I mean? He's a little small, but. Yeah, he, he has looked small out there. He's a little, but, you know, let's get, give him some time. I mean, it was almost a lock that when the last pick of the draft, of their draft, was a goofy looking white dude. And, and he, he is playing a little out of position. He has a three that's playing mostly. For and he sport. went off in summer league and we're all like, can he play? Like it was a lock that he was going to struggle in these games. <laughs> so it, I'll, I'll give him some time, but I like that yeah. he played through it. Like Dev said. Yeah. And Julian Strother was the other member of that bench who like we hit on the top of the show for a second consecutive game looked great. I mean, he looks like a player. Like, Is he in the rotation or are we? I think you should. Are, be. are we going too fast with this thing? Or no, what? you don't have to second guess if he's a shooter. Like even if he's well, yeah. slumping, he's going to continue to shoot. Like he he has the utmost you know confidence in his shot, and all he has to do is get his feet set. And he also he works without the ball. Um, when he puts the ball on the floor, he makes it where a defender has to choose how they're going to defend him because he can just put it on the floor and then do his floater, or he's going to shoot the ball. And if you don't close out on him, it's from anywhere. Um, uh, he was so it wasn't like a, a perfect game for him or just great, but you did see like things pop out for him. Um, you want a point guard to be able to set him up, so like that's going to be great when you get to see those type of things. Um, you want to see some plays ran from him, so like we haven't even seen um, him be open and get some shots, like we've just seen him just naturally <laughs> playing, so that, right. that's great to know, right? He oh. hasn't turned it over in 41 minutes now, or he's in the rotation, he's gonna be in but, the rotation to some degree. The only I mean, he's earned it, so I'm not arguing that. But as we say that, I wonder, what does that unit look like? Because he play, if he's playing, Christian Brown's in, right? He's playing. It's probably he and Justin Holiday that are kind of like, right? I mean, and Justin Holiday gets the nod early because he's a vet. And uh, I don't know if you know about Michael Malone. For staggering, Murray, <laughs> staggering Murray. I'm just saying it's interesting. I mean, I wonder if... Yeah. Okay, here's a thought. Does Julian Strother's emergence get you to a place where maybe Reggie doesn't need to be in the rotation? And then it's just Jamal staggering and Strother and Christian. I don't know. You need, I mean, but you have three positions that, that Strother can go behind. He has KCP. You have Jamal. You know, you have 
and PJ. Like, there's different times that he can get in different positions because mm-hmm. he is so big, he is so long, um, and he can shoot it. So, like, he's when you talked about being a tweener with like you know a, a bad thing, he's a guy that you could just put out there and he's gonna make something happen. He's just, he's just productive. Yeah, you, you just trust him, man. No turnover so far. He makes good decisions. He makes good reads. He doesn't look lost out there. I feel like he had a couple mess ups defensively tonight, but he looks like a stud. <laughs> he honestly looks like a guy. Great, great pick. Great pick. <laughs> Unbelievable. I will pick. say tonight was a little more contingent upon just taking and making those threes. And by the way, he made them and he's shooting the cover off the ball. And that's what he does. And he missed his first two and he kept firing. And that's what he does. I will say if we're just just for the sake of of going through the whole thing, no rebounds tonight, no assists, not quite the same all-around performance that we saw in game one. But also, I mean, if he was doing that every night, then... You know, repeat. Here we come. So it's good to see him still hitting four, four of eight. Anyway, yeah. I mean, if I had to guess, I would say opening night, he might not be in the rotation right away. I mean, yeah. This, this, you just have to look at who's who's making the rotations. Right, right. It might be a numbers game, but he's the offensive firepower that that second unit needs. Totally, man. man totally. Yeah. Right now, nobody on that second unit can really like get a bucket think- and, and Julian Strother isn't getting a bucket one-on-one, but he bends the defense in a way that nobody else coming off the bench really do is you, right now. Do you think he likes salmon burgers? Only one way to find out. The, 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 <laughs> why would you put that into yeah. the atmosphere? Also, you man. should just put like, I'm why, just saying, why would you say like that? Slot one in, Wait, maybe- I'm saying like a replace we wanted to have well, we this. We could just do a dessert or something like it's yeah, shot strawberry, sweet. Strawberry, the strawberry, the, the strawberry, strawberry short, the yeah, strawberry yeah, shortcake. shortcake. Yeah, you got to. Cool. Got Sick. to. Now we serve desserts at the DNVR bar. As of this moment, as of right now, for him, new menu coming out soon. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. I'm saying though, like, just to say, like, we were very, me specifically, very excited about Bones Highland Dude, because he we can were, shoot the ball. We were all excited. We were all excited. Bones Highland, very volatile as a person, as it turns out. Julian Strother does not strike me as yeah. that. Uh, I've seen comparisons in the chat. I myself see it as well. I see a little Jordan Poole in his in his sh- his shot and the way that he, like, the best parts of Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, Jordan Poole and Bones Highland are the same kind of volatile kind of player. If we can get just like that, but without the other part, like mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I do. NBA haters, I'm with you on the point, man. Like we know you only need six, seven guys. So it's not, we're just trying, there's going to be a whole season between now and then. So like guys are going to play. Yeah. And so what is it? We. I do feel like tonight, I feel more confused about who those guys are and where they should yeah. play and when it, and why. The, the bench is, like Michael Ballone loves to say, a work in it's progress. A work Absolutely. In pro- it's a work in progress. Is there anybody else we want to talk about before we get out of here? D-line. Uh, what did you guys think of Pickett? Uh, I feel like he, I barely noticed him tonight. Yeah, I didn't see him much tonight. I liked his first game. I didn't really catch anything tonight. We could talk about Colin, who had flashes. Colin actually had a great game. He didn't. His, his numbers look terrible. 13 points, 4 of 11, 2 of 7 from 3, 4 assists, 3 turnovers. He actually, up until, like, I was a little bummed for him that he did not get that last shot to that fall. That would have felt good. Because he actually was a guy that, for me, was flashing all night in that 
he looked steady again. Yeah. And not only steady, he looked powerful. Steady Gillespie? That's what I'm saying. Like, we got back to steady Gillespie. We thought maybe that was just like a mirage. Yeah. But he looked not just steady, but like I said, powerful. Like, he was driving the lane. He had confidence. He was, like, shooting it with, with authority. <laughs> yeah. um, are you reading something? Or are you reacting <laughs> to what I'm saying? I can't tell. It's reacting to a comment. Like, okay. keep going. Um, <laughs> but I actually was like, okay. You know, because mm-hmm. there have been moments we talk about basketball all the time we're always slacking one another like um and you know like we'd kind of the general consensus was that maybe colin had lost a step or two and maybe the the rest of the the players had passed him by a little bit and tonight i didn't see that man tonight i'd like he, he looked like he belonged um and so i what that means i don't know but like it at least in my mind justified the faith that the front office has had in him to keep him on the roster after a yeah. catastrophic in- injury, not bringing in another player to, to see if they could find a future with, with that player. I mean, I, you know, like I, I, I liked what I saw out of him. I think Colin's a really good basketball player. Like he's a really good basketball player. I think, yeah. I just don't know if he has the, physical tools to be a point guard in the NBA. With, with the preseason, like, I feel like you are supposed to read into things, you know, when it comes to, like, the rookies or, like, the young guys. And this was a game where Jamal stopped playing early on. Um, yeah. Reggie Jackson didn't play a lot of minutes. So it, it was about, you know, getting a long look at Pickett. But right now we're talking about Gillespie. Right. It's good yeah. You know, so, like, Pickett didn't stand out in those ways that we were just talking about Gillespie. And also, Pickett is supposed to be that guy that we thought was going to be in a rotation um, because he had a good summer league. And this was a guy that they drafted and really wanted to see. And they drafted him. Like, they they reached to go get him. Um, so for him to not pop right now or to be the guy that they're just going to give a longer look um, or give those minutes in the in the preseason, it just shows that he does still have a long way to go. Yeah. Um, and, again, you do need – you need a point guard. You need a backup point. You have Reggie Jackson right now, and there's not a lot of people that are very confident in having Reggie Jackson. So, you having to take a look at, you know, Gillespie having to take a look at Pickett. Like I do think that next game maybe Pickett plays longer, but but that is a real thing, that, a concern that you have to have. So that is something that I think we should all be paying attention to. Yeah. Listen, Colin is going to be a weird one to evaluate because he knows how to play basketball. He won the Point Guard of the Year Award in uh, 21 the Bob Cousy. The Bob Cousy Award. <laughs> played for Villanova, was effective for Villanova. If you're, seeing tr- if you're seeing utility from him as a true point guard, he's got it in spades, but I think Wind hit the, the nail on the head. Is any of that going to translate because he just looks so small out there? We saw a little bit of that in the final possession, though he might have been fouled. Um, yeah. But... But it's gonna you're gonna see nights where it's like, oh, this guy looks like he knows what he's doing because he does. Yeah, I just think that I I think that like the book is not closed on him at all. Like I I see him getting better. You know, I think I see him getting stronger. Mm-hmm. The last when we like you know, when we like nicknamed him Steady Gillespie, it was he was at his strongest and then he had a a really again catastrophic industry, injury that like he had to rehab from. He had to regain his strength. It, it was in his leg. And that is where all of your power comes from, particularly on, on the basketball court. And especially and like, a guy like him. Yes. And so, like, it's encouraging to see. Like, I, there, with basketball more than any other sport, like, I've just learned that you just have to look at improvement. And if guys are getting better, you stay with them and you just can, you can't just like write a guy off really early and just be like, oh, he sucks. 
Um, but if you see teams and, and guys getting better, like there's a lot of time to improve in a basketball season and year over year. So yeah. I, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm interested. I'm still interested in, in what Colin has. Yeah. Well, we've got three more preseason games to see what he Let's has go. and what the bench has and what some <laughs> starters have. Why on earth do we play five preseason games? Uh, I love it. Because we need to see the picket versus just, Colin sick, Gillespie battle. Right. Let's hit these super chats before we get out of here. Good Nation, have you guys seen CSGO on YouTube? Pretty sure they're ripping off the NVR brand. Might I think check this it out, is a joke. I think this is a joke. I, just looking out for my own. They homies. definitely are ripping off our brand hard. Uh, <laughs> joke or not, check out our friends at CHGO. Definitely part of the same company. Uh, <laughs> Joe Arrow 27. Good I to drew see. every one of those logos. Uh, Eric's worked way too hard for you to get that confused. Joe Arrow, good to see the stash vote. Drummond calling himself a Hall of Famer in the offseason and running with the third string for the Bulls. Well, it looks Great like a Hall point. of Famer tonight. Great point. I, I think he, I see him as potential defensive player of the year. He and Bull Bull. I mean, head to head. He, if he can play the Nuggets bench every night. <laughs> Is that it? All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hell of a night. Woo. Nuggets almost got the dub, but take their first preseason L in Chicago. Uh, we're off tomorrow, but we'll be back Sunday when the Nuggets play their one home preseason game against the same Chicago Bulls team. Triple <laughs> overtime? Is it possible? <laughs> we'll talk to you guys then. Like the mayor.